morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About the Lane. Oh, my goodness. I was looking at the calendar here. I have one, two, three, four, five, six shows left on December 17th is my last show here. I will miss you all very much. Lots going on today if you're looking outside. Oh, my goodness. It's November 5th already. November 5th. Oh, my God. We've got like three more weeks before Thanksgiving. Yikes. Hey, listen. Just as a reminder, we've got a lot of things going on. Oh, my God, especially this week. Like tonight, for instance, you got to turn your clocks back an hour, so we gain an hour of sleep, they say. But, yes, we're going to be gophers. Yep. Mm-hmm. That means we get up in the morning. It's going to be dark. We get leave work at 4.35 o'clock. It's going to be dark. I mean, oh, the sunset time. I mean, like today, for instance, it's 5.34, right? And tomorrow, Sunday, it's going to be 4.33, So our sunset time is going to be 4.30 tomorrow. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Hey, listen, you know, don't forget Tuesday, get out the vote. You got to go, 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 and and make sure that you vote. And um, I do want to mention that uh, my special guest in the 8 o'clock hour is Ben Quill. He's the City of Attleboro's Veterans Agent. He's going to be talking to us about all kinds of things that are happening with the um, City of Attleboro Veterans Services. So if you're a veteran and you want to know what's going on and what's available to you, you want to stick around and you don't want to miss that. Also, Friday is, is I'm sorry, Thursday is, it's the 11th month of the 11th day, and that is Veterans Day. So we want to... Um, we want to honor all our veterans who are living and deceased, and um, and that is Friday. I was just looking at the calendar. It is Friday. Wow, the 11th of November. Anyway, um, and Jim Corbin will be calling in in a few minutes, and we're going to be talking to him about the weather. I think we're going to have a fantastic—it's going to feel like summer. I was looking at the, at the weather. I mean, 70s, 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 and uh, the temperature doesn't dip until Tuesday— and that's when we get a reality check. Oof. But uh, he'll be calling in as well. And um, I don't know about you, but man, the debates and the misinformation. I mean, oh my God, I can't wait for. I'm saying to myself, oh, after Tuesday, it's going to be so much better. But it's not because what's going <laughs> to happen is, yeah, we've got two more years of this because the presidential election is 2024. So that means we're going to have national politicians coming into town trying to sway our votes to Republican Democrats. Um, Yeah, it's just going to be two years of this again. I can't tell you how many calls I've got from North Carolina. North Carolina, of all places. Robocalls from North Carolina, text messages from North Carolina. I do not subscribe to anything like that but basically what's happening is like these robocalls and these text messages it's like how the heck did you get my phone number and of course you know what happens when you go on amazon and and all these other sites and you know if you have a credit card from any department store from talbots to coles to macy's and everybody in between you know they do sell their information don't don't think that they don't and uh, gosh, you get so many, I get so many spam calls. It's ridiculous. I remember one year, um, and I might do this after I end my radio show. Um, I subscribe to RoboKiller. It's an app that absolutely um, gets rid of all prank calls and spam calls. But the reason why I deleted it is because Senator Feeney's legislative aide uh, was trying to reach me, and he got into the RoboKiller loop. 
And uh, when he left a message, it was like, oh, my God, I was so mortified. So I, um, yeah, they're very annoying. If you have RoboKiller, you know what I'm talking about. They have a recording. And uh, mine was this man comes on, he goes, hello, hello, can I help you? And then Senator Feeney's aide said, yes, this is Keith from Senator Feeney's office, and I'm looking for Elaine. And he says, how can I help you? How can I help you? And then you have this screaming kid in the background, and the guy says, oh, just a minute, please, just a minute. And he keeps him on for like a half hour. I mean, it was awful. And I had to call him back and say, I, I deleted the robo-killer app, and I'm so sorry. But that was like the first time that um, Senator Feeney came on my show. He'll be on. My um, show. I actually, what I did is I I actually lined up every single guest that I have till the end of um, December seventeenth, which is my last show. So yeah, um, I've got uh, Matt Patty coming on. He's going to be talking about the news wave of decreasing house prices, home prices. So that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? And I have Doreen Collins and and Charlie Hall coming on. I have uh, Senator Feeney coming on. And um, I even have a DJ coming on to talk to you about events, whether you're planning a holiday party, a company party, a wedding, what to look for. We've never had a DJ on. And I said, you know, let's have it fun. Let's lighten it up. You know what I'm saying? But I want to know what the weather is going to be like for today and the rest of the week. And Jim Corbin has just called in. So we're going to put Jim on to find out what's going on in our area. So good morning, Jim. How are you doing today? Uh, not bad. Staying awake. Uh, today, Elaine, actually, is the latest sunrise we will ever have throughout the year. Mm. Uh, 722. Wow. And that's because that's because since we've set the clocks back, uh, waiting uh, not until the first weekend in November, uh, we're actually going to be a little later than when we'll catch up in, in early January. So uh, luckily, it's a nice clear morning. Now, there is a little bit of ground fog in a few spots this morning, but other than that, we have a summer weekend coming up, at least Summertime temperatures, uh, they won't last long, though, because the days are so short. So when you get 75 degrees on the 5th of November, that's different than 75 degrees uh, on the 5th of July, say, because it it lasts longer because the days are longer. But we're going to take what we can get today. So, yeah, mid-70s, a little breezy. If you have any leaf raking or leaf blowing around or leaf grinding up, whatever you want to do with the leaves, uh, you want to do it early. The earlier the better today because it's going to get breezy out of the – southwest up to 20 miles an hour that's going to blow those leaves around so best leaf dealing with weather whatever you de- however you deal with them do it early the earlier the better that's when the, the uh, lightest winds are now tonight mostly clear we'll have that uh, almost full moon out there still the gibbous moon uh falling back only to 60 uh, almost like late summer uh, for temperatures this evening again uh the longer nights means it usually cools off quicker but even tonight only going to be falling back to about 60 and then tomorrow we do it again mid-70s around the area, might even flirt with the mid and upper 70s. Can you believe that? That would be uh, just about record-breaking. But, again, a record this time of the year is usually a good thing. Then, as we get into Monday, it's more of the same, low to mid-70s. Now, all of these days, we'll have at least some mid-level clouds dimming the sun a little bit, but let's not complain about that. These temperatures way above average by about 20 degrees above average. Our front is going to come through in the afternoon on Monday, so Monday Still warm, but it'll be turning noticeably cooler Monday night. This is not tomorrow night. This is Monday night, setting the stage for dry but cool weather, more seasonably cool weather for 
uh, Tuesday, Election Day. So anyone that hasn't voted yet, you can't blame the weather to uh, say, oh, I don't want to vote, but the weather's bad. No, the weather's going to be fine. Uh, Mid-50s, and then uh, same thing on Wednesday. And then we're going to start moderating a little bit on Thursday. Uh, all eyes are going to be on development of a, uh, what looks like a subtropical storm uh, developing east of the Bahamas over the next couple of days. Could threaten Florida, the last place that needs anything like that. Uh, you might see video out of Florida if it comes far enough west of uh, places that were hit by Ian getting hit by this storm. Now, whether it'll be named or not uh, is more semantics than anything else, but uh, people will be saying, oh, not again. Well, certainly it won't be anything close to the intensity. But that is going to take a turn to the north and could bring us some rain and wind potentially for Veterans Day on Friday. That's the Friday-Saturday time frame that we may get into some stormy weather here with rain and wind. And believe it or not, on the backside lane, cold enough air that we, we've been hinting at this now for about a week, uh, that some parts of New England, even including this area, might have a few wet snowflakes by the end of next weekend. So here we are talking about 75 uh, next weekend, maybe at the tail end. Uh, it's be a close call even if it doesn't. But the bottom line is a chilly rain transitioning to maybe a few wet snowflakes and then uh, a period of several dry days, dry cool days, uh, beginning late in the weekend and early the following week. So we've got a lot to go through, but we are in just about as good a stretch as you could ever get uh, for the month of November, especially this this time of year. I always say March, as we joke about uh, for years, we all know the, the cliche, March comes in like a lion, goes out like a lamb. November comes in like a lamb and goes out like a lion. Ah, very clever, my friend, very clever. So you're thinking that we might get some snowflakes, just a little bit of a dusting maybe before Thanksgiving? Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't get, I mean, I wouldn't get out the snowblower quite yet, but, <laughs> but no, but the sight of flakes, which usually we get by mid-November, usually at that by next week would be about mid-November. That's usually the time we might see our first snowflakes most years. Mm-hmm. It's a chance. There's just a chance, but in the meantime, between between the transition to colder weather, potential stormy weather for Veterans Day, that would not be a good thing because you have all the services that are held usually outdoors on Veterans Day, which, of course, is always the 11th, one of the only holidays that we uh, will still keep and not make it a Monday holiday. Uh, we talked about this before, Lane. Can you imagine making Veterans Day a Monday holiday? No, because the significance is the 11th month of the 11th year. That's right. But Martin Luther King's birthday is a Monday holiday. Mm-hmm. And he in his grave is probably saying, no, my birthday is... January, whatever it is, 15th or whatever, right. and they're making it a Monday holiday. So why did they, if they made his birthday a Monday holiday, it's not, a, it's not a, it's just a matter of time before Veterans Day is probably going to become one, a mm. Monday holiday too, which I hope it never does. But the point is, uh, there is potential stormy weather either Friday or Saturday of next week. So between now and then, enjoy just absolutely gorgeous weather. All right, that sounds great. Hey, Jim, are you uh, being harassed, too, with, like, text messages, phone calls, all this literature being sent to your home? You know, you don't have to barrage by the, by the phone calls, but barrage by constant stuff in the mail, the nice mm-hmm. corrugated, uh, nice clean uh, cardboard uh, things from all the candidates, mm-hmm. all, all candidates, all of them. I use those. I take them and use them as uh, plate maps at, at the table. Uh, <laughs> those are big, especially the big ones. I take advantage of it. Those, co- you know, the ones. How do you call it? laminated? The laminated. Yeah, ones. yeah. I, I mean, they are slick. Yeah, yeah. They're slick, so I use them and then I throw them out eventually. But yeah, I use them as uh, place maps at the <laughs> table. That's a great <laughs> idea. Oh yep. my God, that's too funny. Oh my God, yeah. that's a riot. But remember, remember though, Lane. Again, about t- today's. Uh, the situation that's uh, setting the clocks back. Mm-hmm. Again, I can't stress enough how we should just do an hour earlier or later throughout the year what we do on the clock. 
we're not losing an hour of daylight or gaining an hour of daylight. We're just rearranging the time it happens. So, yes, tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, at this exact time, the sun will be shining at 7.15 or whatever it is right now. 7.14, I think it is right now. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow morning at this time, if you do set the clock correctly, if you forget to do it, obviously it won't. But tomorrow morning at this time, the sun will be shining brightly. Uh, but, of course, the sun, as you said, will be going down at 4.32. So we're not losing an hour or gaining an hour, whatever you think, each time. We're just rearranging the time it happens. Right. No, well said, my friend. And as I'm looking outside, it's starting to lighten up. It's like the yes. sun is trying to come up. There's clouds moving very, very slowly across the Yeah, just a few high, horizon high clouds. Here. Yeah, yeah. It's so all it's, good. It's, it's, yeah. And it's good, and the temperatures are averaging in the middle 50s. I mean, the middle 50s is the average high on this date. So, in other words... We should be seeing these temperatures that we're seeing now just before sunrise at around 2 o'clock this afternoon. But, mm-hmm. no, it's going to be 20 degrees higher. Middle 70s this afternoon, same thing tomorrow. So get out and enjoy. I anticipate, Elaine, you'll see video of people at the beach. Uh, <laughs> now, the water the water has cooled off a little bit, but there are some that can even handle 50, 52-degree water. Now, I don't know, there aren't many, but some. And you'll see people, just to get on TV or probably, uh, they'll be in the water swimming. And if not, they'll be in wetsuits. Uh, down by Narragansett Beach, right. places like that. Right. Uh, you know that's going to happen because uh, even there, it's going to be close to 70 degrees in the water. And yet here we are a week from today, possibly talking about the threat of cold rain, maybe even a few wet snowflakes next weekend. Wow, that's amazing. I look forward to your forecast next Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right in the thick of it then. So what a contrast between how peaceful it is right now weather-wise and how different it could be. Uh, one week from now. So enjoy the weekend, Elaine. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. Drive safe and I'll talk to you next Saturday. Thank you, Jim. You're welcome. All right. There goes Jim Corbin. And we're going to take our first break. And on the flip side, I want to talk to you about the debates and the misinformation and the political rhetoric. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. I'd like to welcome you to my show, Elaine LaRoche. And we'll be right back after these messages. All right. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Billy Joel, and now you're listening to me, Elaine LaRoche. Our number here is 508-222-1320. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yes, I am going to miss you guys, but I have six more shows after today, and then I'm signing off on December 17th. Um, We were talking about the uh, political rhetoric and everything. I did see the debate, uh, the governor's race between um, Ashley What's her name? Ashley Claus. Who's running for governor in Rhode Island? Ashley Claus and Dan McKee. Yeah. Yeah, her. Ashley Claus and um, Dan McKee. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I seen that. uh, Gene Valicenti was um, the moderator, and it was held at my alma mater, Rhode Island College. And uh, but every time that they asked Ashley a question, she was always deflective to. Dan McKee, and and kept saying that he's being investigated by the FBI, the FBI. So we really don't know where she stands. You know, I mean, like, she worked for CBS. She just moved to Rhode Island a year ago. And, um, but the political backstabbing, the misinformation, Seth Magazine, Alan Fong, I mean, oh, my God, those guys, I mean, it's just too much. It's just, oh, it's just too much, honestly. I mean, even listening, you know, to our show, too, I mean, we tried to not play down. We were trying to be fair and balanced with Richard Lunt in the studio. You know, we try to keep it um, fair and balanced. And I think that we did a good job as far as that goes to give you an idea of meet the candidates. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
I don't know. I mean, watching TV is such a, it's just such a pain now. You know what I mean? It's like, I just, uh, I thought to myself, okay, after Tuesday, the election will be over and it's going to be great, you know, to have a breath of fresh air. Then I realized, wait a minute, 2024 is a presidential election. So, you know, there's going to be two more years. It's like two more years of this stuff. It's like, I don't think I could take it. I really don't think I could take this. And it really turns me off. It does not sway me one way or another. You know, I look at the candidate's record or commitment or experience or results, results. And, you know, I don't know. All right. Listen, I'm playing the lottery. I did. I got my dad's numbers. I called my sister in Florida and I said, hey, I'm playing the lottery. You know, I said, it's going to be phenomenal. You know, it's over a hundred. What is it? A billion dollars or something. It's ridiculous amount. And I said to her, I can't believe it, but I found my dad's um, lottery numbers. And I said, and I played them and I've been playing them for a couple of weeks now. But I said to her, I feel really good about it because the numbers haven't been called yet. And she laughed. Um, but I also called her because her son also got my dad's numbers. And I said, you know, there's going to be a to do here in the family because I remember when my dad came up from Florida, my mom and dad came up from Florida, they had a camper and they had pulled it up for uh, Colwell's campground in Coventry. And my sister had a camper too on the water and my brother-in-law and they had, you know, it was a great summer. We'd go down there, you know, go water skiing and it was so much fun. And, uh, but my dad shared with me his lottery numbers and we're sitting at the picnic table and he's, he showed them to me. I wrote them down and then my nephew came by and he said, oh, what are you guys doing? So my dad said, oh, I'm giving, you know, Aunt Elaine my lottery numbers. He says, oh, could I have them too? Ugh. So he gave him the numbers too. So I think that if I hit big, I'll have to split that money. I think it's like if you take a cash payout, it's $729 million. <laughs> so even with taxes and everything, you probably get maybe $200 million, but trust me, it'll be okay. I'm not worried. But uh, yeah, now listen to this. We've all been in this situation. I know you can't go anywhere without being in this situation, all right? But this is one of my pet peeves, and I call it pet peeves number 97. I was at Panera, relaxing the other day, having breakfast, you know, sitting in my booth, minding my own business, when all of a sudden this woman sits down, you know, in the booth in front of me, and she, she's has a call, but it's not just a call. She's on speakerphone. She's on speakerphone. Now I'm sitting there having a really nice relaxing morning until I'm listening to her and her friend going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm going to myself, I'm getting angry. I can feel my blood pressure, you know, like it's like, why do you have to come in here? Why do you think it's acceptable? So here's the thing. I ate as fast as I could and I stood up and I looked at her and I said, really? Like that, really mad. And I left. Oh, I was so mad. I mean, when did this become acceptable behavior that you could, you could, you know, talk on, uh, talk on the phone on a speaker and it's like, and I'm, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in the grocery stores and department stores and everywhere in between. It's like, I was sitting outside a doctor's office cause I had a call for medical records and this woman's talking to some, I'm like, I'm listening to your conversation. It's something that I do not want to do. I don't want to hear about your business, please. You know what I mean? It's like, it just pisses me off. It's like, so I'm telling you all, if you're doing it, stop it. You know, go in your car, 
You know, it's nothing is so important that you cannot put your phone down. Let me ask you this. Have you ever left your phone at home and you went to the grocery store? Have you ever gone to your job and left your phone at home? I mean, oh my God, it's like your appendage. One of your appendages is left. Oh my God, where where is it? And you go into this angst feeling. I mean, it's like, oh my God, where is it? Somebody might be calling me. Somebody might be texting me. Oh my God, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, ah. It's so addictive, you know, like I keep telling you, and I will continue to say this, that the phone is supposed to be social, but it's antisocial because you're always looking down. You're not looking out. You're not looking up. You're not looking around. You're not being aware, and you're not in the moment. And Mike's laughing at me. And But, but the thing of it is, it's like it's true. You know, you put this thing on this phone on and you think, oh, wow, this is going to be great because I'm connected with the world. Well, you know, there's sometimes you need to just unplug, you know, and by that, I mean, put the phone down and just walk away, walk away. But we've got this thing, this internal body clock of ours. And I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I mean, cheapest, I'm, I'm powering up my phone in my bedroom and I'm sitting in the living room and I'm watching TV and all of a sudden I'm looking around for my phone. I mean, why? There's nothing going to be happening. I'm not, my phone's not ringing. My text messaging, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody's texting me right now, but yet it's at that urge to pick up the phone. It's like, oh my God, it's terrible. Ugh. <sighs> calm down, calm down. I will calm down, I promise. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are some, I'm going to switch gears now. All right, breathe Elaine, breathe Elaine. <sighs> okay, good. All right. There are some great people in the world, and um, and it always amazes me um, when somebody shows me an act of kindness, and <coughs> that's what happened to me um, to a particular store, and I want to share that with you, okay? Um, everybody, I know that everybody relies on your iPhone for you know, to tell you the time and all that stuff. But I got a beautiful Invicta watch, a gift by somebody very special years ago. And I love it. And I wear it. And about once every year and a half or so, the battery dies and I have to get it replaced. So I'm looking around and I go by Ladour Julie uh, store, which is on Route 1. And um, so I stopped in yesterday. It was my day off. Days off, as you know, you're running errands, whether you're going to the grocery store, dry cleaners, doctor appointments, dentist appointments, and everything in between, right? I mean, I had breakfast with my daughter, lunch with my son, and a doctor's appointment in the afternoon and running around for errands. It was like I was exhausted. But um, I went into um, Lador Jewelry um, store, and I asked the young lady if she could replace my battery and she said yeah sure so I'm looking all around and of course you're poking around and there's necklaces and there's you know rings and everything and um you know I'm just walking around looking around and it's a really cute little store so um she gave me the my watch back and she cleaned it it was very nice it looks brand new and she said it'll be $12 so I gave her my credit card and she gave me my thing and as I'm signing she gave me this silver pen it's silver pen, right? So I said, oh, wow, this is, and it's heavy, like a cross pen. Remember the cross pens that used to have? The weight on it was amazing, right? So I'm signing my name, and I gave her the pen back. She says, um, she says, you know, it's an interesting story about this pen. And I said, what is that? She said, well, Titus Engraving, 
the owner of Lador owns it. And sometimes they make mistakes and errors, you know, in the printing. And so we get all the rejects. And she said, so everybody that comes into the store that makes a remark about the pen, we give them one. She said, so this is yours. And I go, what? I said, you're giving me this pen? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, my God. I said, are you kidding? And let me tell you, it is heavy. And, um, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, well, what's the defect? What is it? Well, they spelled the word Gary wrong. You know, G-A-R-Y? It's G-A-R-R-Y they spelt it, and that's why this thing got rejected. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it and put, you know, Elaine on the other side, or maybe Jazzy Lady on the other side. I mean, it's just like, that was the only thing. That was the only reject. So I've got a really wicked cool pen by someone who was so kind. It was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe my luck. So thank you, Lador Jewelry. Thank you so much. You know, I will be a customer of yours forever now. Oh, my goodness. Hey, listen, it's 730 already. The sun is almost up. Oh, my God. Clouds are slowly moving around. I'm going to take a quick break. I've got a few things to read, and then we've got our out and abouts. And let me tell you. Besides Rhode Island Comic Con, there's a ton of things that are happening in our area. So I'm Elaine the Roach, and I'd like to welcome you to my show. And you can call me at the flip side of our break at 508-222-1320, and I'll be right back after these messages. I just love this song. I just wanted to play it out a little bit for you on this beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning. Oh my goodness, it is Saturday November 5th, so I'm going to read you some out and abouts, and we've got plenty. And also, too, to remind you that Ben Quill, our City of Attleboro's Veterans Agent, is going to be my guest in the 8 o'clock hour today. And if you'd like to say hi and jump on the line, our number here is 508-222-1320. All right, this is really good. Um, the police chief in Rentham, um, Bill McGrath, um, is often humorous in his messages to residents on social media. But on Thursday morning, when a truck stuck some low-hanging utility wires on West Street, he turned to poetry, and here it is. <laughs> the wires were low, and the truck was high, but he didn't see them in the darkened sky. So he kept on driving till he felt that yank. Then he <laughs> knew what happened, and his heart just sank. <laughs> so I think... <laughs> Thank you, Chief. Oh, my God. So he's going to be a poet, and he didn't know it. <laughs> okay, my friends. Um, the Second Congregation Church on Park Street in Attleboro is having their holiday fair today. Yes, they are. Oh, my God. And this is going to be a big one. Listen to this. They have crafts and jewelry, knitted items, plants, um, and they even serve food. Oh, my God. A light breakfast and lunch, books, puzzles, toys, silent auctions, home can. Oh, they have canned goods, canned foods. That means that they put up like preserves and things like that. Grandma's Attic. Oh, my God, that is really great. So the Second Congregation Church on Park Street is happening today from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And there's a bit of Sweden Fall Fair today from 9 to 1. Listen to this. This is Swedish imports, Swedish breads, cakes, homemade cookies, seasonal crafts, knitted and sewn items, jewelry themed gift baskets, and collectible bears. Aww. And that's at um, the Covenant Church on North Main Street, which is 841 Main Street. Um, I did want to mention um, Saturday, November 12th, from 10 to 3 p.m., there's going to be a special Olympics craft fair. 
I'm definitely going to that. That's at North Attleboro Elks Lodge on Bullfinch Street. So if you go there, um, please buy something. It, it supports the Special Olympics. All right. Yes, indeedy. All right. Here, what else have we got here? Well, you know that Rhode Island, every year, the first weekend of November is Rhode Island Comic Con. And yes, Elaine is going. Yay. I mean, we couldn't go for a couple of years because of COVID, but they're back. And uh, so, yeah, they got Jimmy Farr, Loretta Swift, and then Mike was telling me um, Eric Estrada and the other guy from Chips is down there, plus many, many more people. John Cleese, oh, my God, I can't wait to see him. And there's so many TV stars um, and movie stars and comic artists and wrestlers and so much more. And um, it's going to be held, um, well, now it's today and tomorrow uh, formerly the Dunkin' Donuts Center, you know, the Dunk Center. Now it's called the Amica Mutual Pavilion. Whoever came up with that idea, really? Seriously? Oh, my God. And I was driving by Attleboro Falls today. The Central Congregation Church has Christmas in Attleboro Falls, and that's today. Can you believe it? Like, this is November, and I'm reading these things, but it's true. Oh, my God. So they have takeout food, boutique jewelry, handcrafted knits, Christmas and seasonal decorations, gifts for the holiday, homemade breads, fudge, and so much more. They even have soup and sandwiches to go. Oh, my God. It's going to be a great time. Their fair at Central Congregation Church in Attleboro Falls starts at 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. too. And that's today. And that's right across from the Attleboro. Um, well, it's near the Attleboro. Uh, I'm sorry. Not the Attleboro. It's the Attleboro Falls Museum. Okay. Um, and that's Kathy. Thank you for sending me that. Now, Joyce, thank you for sending me this. The Southeastern Paws of Comfort and Lions is having a fundraising event from November 1st to November 30th, okay? They partnered with City Spirits in North Attleboro and Attleboro, and they're saying um, they're donating portions of a sale of Black Dog Cabernet and all-day rosé wines to the organization. So basically, you go into these stores and you say, hey, I'd like to buy a bottle of this or that, and um, proceeds, part of the proceeds will go to that. So um, that's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Um, another event that's happening in a couple of Saturdays is the Mansfield Annual Snowflake Holiday Fair, and it's going to be held at the Mansfield Congregation Church. They're going to have crafts, Grandma's Attic, um, they have Papa's Garage, uh, lots of arts and crafts and so much more. That's Saturday, November 19th from 9 to 2 p.m. And that's the Mansfield Annual Snowflake Holiday Fair. Isn't that cute snowflake? Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, my good friends, <laughs> Doreen Collins and Charlie Hall are going to be at it again tomorrow. They're going to be at 12 Acres in Smithfield um, and I at noontime. Honestly, guys, so you got to call um, 12 Acres to reserve um, a, a spot. But here's the thing. I had breakfast with my daughter yesterday, and she said, oh, yeah, Mom, um, her husband and her, they went to see them. She said, you got to go, you got to go. I said, yeah, I know, but I work on Sundays, and that's impossible for me to do that. So I'm looking forward to, like, their Saturday or Friday performances so I'll be able to finally make it, you know. It would be so nice to be able to do that, yeah. I'm going to read to you um, the Atterborough Farms 
you know, Attleboro Farms on 120, you go all the way down and on the right-hand side, they've got the pumpkins and the mums and all the flowers. Oh, beautiful array and gorgeous, gorgeous holiday wreaths made by our good friend, Emily Johnson. Well, they're going to have their annual holiday crafter market on Saturday, December 17th. That's the last day I'll be on air from 10 a.m. to 4. And they have a variety of quality handcrafted items just in time for the holidays. Oh, my God. She had done a wreath. Emily Johnson, if you're listening to me, oh, my God. You had made a horse wreath. Oh, it is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, ever seen. It's just gorgeous. Gotta, we got to connect, girl, because I want to find out how much you would charge to make one for me. Um, all right, I digress here. Central Congregation Church, again, is having an apple pie day, but that's Saturday, November 19th, so that's a couple of weeks from now. But they're asking you to please call the church, um, uh, call them, and um, it's 508-699-7700, okay? you got to pick the pies up. you got to order them by the 10th of November, which is coming up, right? I think it's Thursday. And, uh, and you pick it up on Saturday, November 19th from noon to 2 p.m. But if you go into the Central Congregation Church today, I say, tell them you want a pie and pay the $15 and then you can come pick it up on the 19th. This way you don't, it saves you a phone call. You don't have to, um, yeah, you don't have to, uh, call them. Yeah. So Kathy, again, thanks for keep sending me these wonderful things. And uh, she's really great about that. But yeah, the Central Congregation Church on Commonwealth Avenue, Attleboro Falls, Apple Pie Day, Saturday, November 19th. And um, it's $15. The pies are frozen, which is good because they make them ahead of time. And then they freeze them. And then when you get home, you put, you know, 350, 375, 400, whatever the directions are. And oh my God, they are so, so good. So um, yeah, check it out. I, I'm sorry I won't be able to go to the craft fairs today because I got to go to Comic Con and I'm taking my son Christopher with me who lives in Attleboro. So we're going to go down and check it out and that. So yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Tis the season. The Plainville Historic Commission is looking for volunteers to help prepare a salute to service flag garden in anticipation of Veterans Day, November 11th. About 300 flags will be decorated the lawn in front of the commission's headquarters on South Street. They will represent soldiers who have ties to Plainville, who served in the Civil War, Spanish-American War, World War One, II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, Where's Desert Storm here? Hmm. Volunteers can help to prepare the flag starting at 11 a.m. Uh, this coming Wednesday, and the garden will be open to the public um, to walk through and see the flag starting next week. Oh, that's nice. Hmm. All right, I only have one. All right, I have some more things to do, but I know i got to take a break in 30 seconds, but I'll stop for a minute, and then we'll take a break, and the, the Attleboro Museum is coming up and everything, too, and, and there's so much more, too. And don't forget, today, and I'm going to remind you throughout the show, don't forget, today, you got to set your clocks back. One hour, okay? Set your clock back tonight. But if you have a, if you have a cell phone, <laughs> how silly am I? Of course you have a cell phone. It automatically does it. You know, whether it be an iPhone, Android, or whatever you have, um, it automatically resets for you. So, yeah, you're going to get up tomorrow thinking it's one one hour ahead of time when it's out. Hey, listen, I'm going to take a quick break. I have a few more things to talk to you about. And um, 
Our number here is 508-222-1320, and I will be right back after these messages. <laughs> oh, man, we're dancing in the aisles here at the studio on 43 Union Street. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. Oh, my God. It's a, a summer. It feels like a summer day. It's going to be, like, so warm today. Jim Corbin saying in the 70s today, tomorrow, Monday. It's, gonna, it's just going to be great. It's just going to be great. And then Tuesday when we wake up on, on, on election day, it's going to be freezing, like, in the 40s and 50s again. So it's like our reality is coming soon. But enjoy it while you can. I hope you can get out and about. I mean, I'm looking outside. It's kind of cloudy and foggy outside, but... Um, it's going to be great. The sun will be out and the fog will burn off, I'm sure. Um, wanted to mention that um, um, if you're a senior and um, you're home alone, uh, the Adderall Norton YMC is hosting a dinner at 2 p.m. on Thursday, November 24th at the Sweet Community House on Peck Street. All right, November 24th is a Thanksgiving, just so you know, okay? So, um, yeah, you can go there and... Um, they said, if you could please call and register by the 10th of November, that would be great. Um, you can call 508-409-0767. Again, it's 508-409-0767. And I'm sure if you call the YMCA's in Attleboro Nor or Norton, they'd be able to give you more information on that. Okay. Now, today is the last day that you can go to the Attleboro Art Museum. It's the 31st Benefit Art Auction. Okay, they're saying that you can view it. This is the last day that you can view it from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Live auction. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be really great. So um, if you want to come down here today, uh, members are $35 um, and in advance or 40 at the door. If you're a non-member, well, forget it. you got to pay $50 because you can't purchase tickets at the door. Anyway, yeah, come on down Saturday, which is today, 10 a.m. to 5. So I'm going to rip this right now because I'm not going to mention it anymore. But you can come down and you can certainly um, bid on many, many wonderful works of art and sculptures and things like that. Okay? Now, um, the Lions Club, I was looking at this, the South Atterboro Ly Village Lions Club, second annual sock drive. All right, continues through the whole month, okay? It began in October. It's going all the way through, um, and they need socks. Their goal was to be able to collect over 800 pairs of socks last year, but their goal today is 1,000 pairs. I think I can help you out, guys. Um, I can definitely donate 50 pairs of socks to you. Um, and I'll talk to Joyce about that and get them to you. Donations will be collected by picking up or at a club meeting. For more information on making a donation, contact Gail or Joyce, my good friend, at 401-334-0169. All right? So, um, yeah, if you can do that, that would be awesome. Um, there's a couple of things that i got to mention. I always want to mention things that are timely here. Um, but the Rentham Police Department is warning folks like you and me. Remember Zelle Payments? You know, that's the app that you can... Um, send money to anybody like I do it. I send money to my uh, grandkids. I send money to the kids that are in college, my family. You know, you can, it's a really convenient app. But they're saying, um, please, the police are saying, please be careful because uh, scams um, involve victims selling items on Facebook Marketplace 
who then receive a response from a buyer who offers to pay via Selly, uh, Zell. I'm sorry, I call it Zelly. My kids pronounce it Zell. And uh, but basically, what happens is if you do that, uh, the buyer then sends the intended. You know, um, the buyer then sends the intended victim a fake but authenticated looking email from Zell that instructs the victim to send more money through them in order to receive the entire payment, including the initial purchase price and immediate refund. Police say people should never send money to anyone that they're supposed to be receiving funds, no matter how convincing the deal appears. So don't do that. I always go through Amazon if I buy stuff like that or rate to, like I just bought a Fitbit. Um, it was a Black Friday sale, they said, and it was over $100 or something. I got it for $69.99, but I went right to Fitbit. And, um, but anyway, there's another thing, too. In Seekonk, of all places, police have issued a warning about thieves who are stealing mailbox mail from residents, all right? And they're going into unlocked cars. Now, how are you not locking your vehicle? This is 2022, guys. How are you not locking your vehicle? I mean, my car has automatic locks, like after a minute or something, it automatically locks. But I still press that, you know, the button. I can't believe it. But yeah, there are people that have uh, not done that. And cars are getting broken into. And, um, and I can't believe people are still stealing mail. Remember a while back that they were talking about um, <sighs> mailboxes at post office. That they would have like this... Um, this kind of gadget, like a fishing thing that a line goes down and, um, yeah. And then they pull up the mail and they try to get checks and they wash them and they fill in the amounts and all that. I don't know. I don't know how they do that. Um, I wouldn't even guess how they do that, you know, but, um, just be aware, you know, don't, don't mess around, I guess. Say la vie as we French. Sorry. I don't know. Oh my gosh. I do have, um, you know, Veterans Day is very, very special, and people get confused as to what Veterans Day actually is. My dad was a veteran. My brother's a Vietnam veteran. and um, But it's an, um, we observe the 11th day of the 11th month each year. We honor all men and women who have served in the United States military. And on this anniversary, it is celebrating the end of World War I. And I, I did some research. Uh, President Calvin Coolidge made a proclamation making November 11th a legal holiday. There was another president that made um, this holiday, but not November 11th. And I just wanted to um, give you that little tidbit of information because on the flip side, I have uh, Ben Quill calling in or coming in, not really sure what he's going to be doing. Um, but after the 8 o'clock uh, break, I have uh, our veterans I'm sorry, our veterans agent uh, from the city of Attleboro that's going to be coming in and talking to us about veteran services. But also, too, I wanted to ask him why he's interested in working with veterans. Because, you know, it takes a special person. We had uh, Ken Bottichair uh, for many years on the show, and each year he would come on and talk to us about veterans and veteran services. And uh, I remember Connie got arrested. Oh, my God. Connie and I worked together at City Hall many years ago, and she was phenomenal. And um, oh, you know, you have to have a you have to have a special person in place working with veterans. You know, and you have to be committed to helping them. And we we have been in the city of Attleboro so very fortunate to have these two extraordinary gentlemen, Ken and Ben, 
um, working, you know, together with this this amazing group of people that are really um, trying to sort out, you know, all the services that they have from going to to arranging for rides for a VA to a veteran in need. I know the um, the Lions Club were um, <clears throat> excuse me actually build handicap ramps for anyone, and sometimes veterans are the last to ask for a handout. You know what I mean? They will give you a hand up, but they would be the last to um, to do that. And I know my dad was the same way when he was alive. He didn't realize that all his prescriptions could have been covered through the VA. He, he never did. He said, no, no, no. He said, that's for people that need it. And he's 80-something, and I said, Dad, but don't you think you should take advantage of this whole thing? He says, no, no, no. He said, those are for people that really need it. And um, and that's the the World War II you know, the greatest generation, um, yeah, they just uh, are hesitant. But we do have many services. I know from the past interviews that I've done, you know, if you're having trouble with making rent or mortgage payments or heating electric bills, all kinds of different things like that. And medically, too, I do see that um, the veterans do have a van that goes back and forth to the VA, and that's really, really awesome. And um, and when, unfortunately, when you do pass away, um, a military funeral is provided. And let me tell you, if you've never been to a military funeral before, it is, oh, it is unbelievably, um, wow. If you've never been patriotic and you see this military funeral with everybody, like the folding of the flag gets to me every time and playing taps in the 21 gun salute. It's just really, quite quite extraordinary and I'm sorry to say that I've had to go to a couple of these things and uh, but it just catches you in your heart you know yeah so anyway uh, all right I digress okay look we're lightening up here (laughs) because it's a Saturday morning and you know what I miss I really miss my farmer's market and I've run into people at the local grocery stores, and they miss this farmer's market too. They're saying, you know, it just seemed like it just happened, and boy, oh boy, now it's like, what are we going to do? I know. Well, you know what it is, and when the farmer's market ends, I turn my focus to football and my patriots, you know. <laughs> so um, I don't know, but man, I got to get myself one of those. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, the, our current foot uh, quarterback is is back in action, but, boy, the the third string, Zappy, oh, my God, he was so phenomenal. He was right on target. And if nobody picks him up next year, I'd be surprised. And um, But that's a T-shirt that I want. <laughs> All right, my folks, I'm going to take a quick break. And on the flip side, I have my lottery. We have weather. And then um, I'll talk to you a little bit more about veterans and uh, who would you like to honor? And I welcome you to call in at 508-222-1320. So welcome to the show. I'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche. And oh, my God, I have, um, <laughs> I was coughing up a lung. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to welcome you to our show. Our number here is 508-222-1320. At about 815, I have Ben Quill, the City of Attleboro Veterans Agent is a my special guest. And uh, Friday is Veterans Day. <clears throat> and uh, people always get a little confused about, well, what is it? A Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Armistice Day, what is it? Well, Veterans Day, uh, we do observe the 11th day of the 11th month each year. And we honor all men and women who have served in the United States military on the anniversary of the end of World War One. 
Yes, and President Calvin Coolidge made a proclamation making November 11th a legal holiday. Well, you know what that means. Yep, no mail, no banking that day. Um, if you played the lottery, <clears throat> and who hasn't, I mean, with the Powerball tonight, I mean, you could probably do a quick pick or something, but I got my dad's number, so I'm thinking, you know, um, I'm going to win. Yep, I sure am. All right, my friends, so good luck. Here we go. The Mass Daily number is 7048. The Rhode Island Daily number is 1074. Mass Cash is 11. No, it is not. Sorry. Mass Cash is 10, 13, 15, 25, 35. I'll read it again. Mass Cash number is 10, 13, 15, 25, and 35. Mega Millions. I say this, but I don't know anybody who's won this. Do you? It's 2, 11, 22, 35, 60. The Mega Plier is 2, and the Mega Ball is 23. Lucky for life. Gosh, I sure hope you do win, and you are lucky. The number is 7, 14, 15, 36, 43. And their little magic ball is number 2. Sunset time today is 5.34 p.m., but Sunday, tomorrow, sunset time is 4.33 p.m. Remember to turn your clocks back one hour tonight. Or if you got a phone, it's going to do it to you uh, automatically. But it's going to feel weird getting up, you know, like you, if you get up at 6, you're actually getting up at 5. It's going to feel different, but uh, you get an extra hour of sleep. So that's the best I can do <laughs> as far as that goes, my dears. Listen, today is partly cloudy, but a beautiful day. The sun burns out. I mean, it's just going to be great and phenomenal. So uh, su Saturday, partly sunny. Beautiful day, high 75, low 60. Sunday, Sunny, beautiful day, another beautiful day, <clears throat> high 75, low 61. Monday, it's going to be another fantastic sunny day Monday. High is 75, low 43. Tuesday, cooler, more seasonable, really. I mean, the, it's going to go down. The high is 56 and the low is 33. And Wednesday, partly sunny, high 53, low 33. And, yeah, the party's over. The weather drops 20 degrees on Tuesday. Can you believe that? It's going from 75 down to 56 from Monday to Tuesday. <clears throat> I can't believe that. So I guess it is really time to, uh, to get out those winter clothes. You know, I mean, like you can stay in summer clothes and everything for now. But uh, to tell you the truth, it's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, so today, if you're getting out and about, I'm looking outside. It's still kind of hazy. I see the sun coming from where behind us here, but I think eventually it'll burn off the fog. But yeah, today, I mean, it's perfect. Both days, Saturday and Sunday and Monday, the three of them, 75, <clears throat> 75 degrees. That is going to be great. The only thing is, like, at, at nighttime, like, Monday is 43 and Tuesday, even though the high is 56, the low is 33. And Wednesday, even though it's 53, the low is 33. So you see what I'm saying? Like the, the tide has changed. It's going to be a little bit different. And, um, yeah, got to, <clears throat> excuse me, woo, got to uh, 
prepare for winter, that's for sure. I know that I pulled out my winter coat. I wore it one day, and uh, it's in the back seat of my car, but I think I probably have to bring it in because I know when I wake up on Wednesday morning at 53 degrees, that's the high. That means like the low could be very, very low, like in the 20s or 30s even. I don't know. But like Jim said, next weekend there's a chance we might see some flakes around here, and I don't mean politicians. All right, <clears throat> Ben Quill is here in uh, the green room, as we say, but uh, I have a few more minutes with you before I bring him on. And if there's any questions you want to ask him, you know, feel free to ask him anything because um, he's our veterans agent. And I'm just curious, you know, like, um, yeah, I'm going to ask him some really interesting questions I think that you would enjoy as well. But it always, it always makes the day go by faster when you call in. And, um, and it's funny because one day, um, I wasn't here and we, we had recorded a show and <clears throat> the computer was all set to play. And for some reason, uh, the computer generally goes on autopilot, which is great. But for some reason that particular day, it didn't, it didn't kick in. And I got more calls and text messages and emails from people saying, you're not on, it's dead air, what's going on? And it's like, wait a minute, this is my day off, what's going on? I had to go to work that day, that's what it was. And, uh, but sometimes the computer does do that. And, you know, I'll go out saying, you know, we always say this when it's live radio, anything can happen. And on my show, it generally does and, uh, and has, and it has. And I'm really going to miss coming in here each and every Saturday morning. You know, it's been a, it's been a real privilege and honor to, um, to be here uh, with you uh, for these nine years. And I was looking at the other time, it's like six years in the 90s and and nine years now, all total 15 years on radio. I can't believe it. But um, the time has come to do something different. I'm not retiring. People thought that I was retiring. I have a full-time job uh, working with folks with dementia and um, Alzheimer's. And, <clears throat> and the reason why I'm leaving is because it takes a lot of energy to um, do a job right. And I'm getting more people in, 12 to 15 new people in the new year. And, I, you know, as you get older, you kind of look around and you say, you know what, priorities and family. Um, I do a lot with the kids, grandkids, and my own kids. Like I said, yesterday was my day off. I had breakfast with my daughter. I had lunch with my son and running around errands and things like that. And it would have been nice to sleep in on Saturday today, um, but I do get up at 430 <clears throat> and pull together the show. I'll do more technical stuff. You know, I'm going to write a press release on that and let you know what's going on. And, and you'll know more a little bit about what I, what it takes to put on the show. Um, it does take a lot of work and I do read six papers a week and, um, yeah, but I love doing it and I have loved doing this. And every time I come to you each and every Saturday morning, I really truly enjoy, um, talking to you and informing you and bringing you very interesting guests. And um, yeah, I've been very, very fortunate to be able to reach out to people and from politicians to comedians to uh, realtors and everything in between. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to Comic-Con today. I'll see John O'Hurley. I'm sure I will. And because uh, I did a couple of years ago, when he was in town, he was at Comic-Con, and, and uh, we had a great conversation back then. 
you know, I know that nobody, you know, you go there and, and no one's going to remember you in that. But I, I had mentioned to him about um, the play Chicago and how I met him and, uh, and how he starts my show. And he just laughed. He said, you still use that? And I said, yeah, I still use the opening. And, uh, but, yeah, it's going to be good. I think any time that you spend time with your kids or grandkids, it's a gift. And I feel very fortunate that I am close to them and look forward to spending time with my adult son. Now, my other son, because um, Christopher's a twin, has to work, and unfortunately, he won't be able to do this. And one of their idols is John Cleese from the Monty Python, uh, <laughs> and all of that. Oh, my God. I, they introduced me to the life of Brian, Monty Python, the Holy Grail, and a fish called Wanda with John Cleese. Oh, my God. And Michael Palin. I mean, it's like they are hysterical British actors. And they, they are so talented. It's just really amazing. So I'm kind of really, really looking forward to seeing him in person um, and seeing what that's all about. So it'll be a, it'll be a kick. I'm going to change up and put some sneakers on because I know I'll be doing a lot of walking around. But I'm really interested in seeing so many characters. I remember when uh, William Shatner comes. He comes like every other year. And when he came last time, he was charging $100 for an, a meet and greet. And so everybody was lined up. I mean, he had 20 people in line. And I thought to myself, wow, this guy is really, really popular. I mean, I looked at him and everything. It's like, but uh, I don't think I want a $100 autograph from William Shatner. So, no, I don't think so. It's not worth it. But to see him, you know, to see these people, um, it's quite the thrill. It really, really is. Hey, listen, I'm going to take a quick break, and on the flip side, I'm going to bring in Ben Quill. He's a City of Attleboro Veterans Agent, and if you have a question for him, please call us at 508-222-1320. So this is Elaine the Roach. Welcome to my show. Sun is shining on November 5th, Saturday. I'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. I hope that you get a chance to get out and about yourself. I mean, this is a beautiful weekend, you know, today, tomorrow, Monday. Oh, my goodness. And then a reality check on Tuesday. But for the most part, I mean, 70 degrees. Are you kidding me? This is great. In November? Oh, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Well, listen, folks, I wanted to introduce Ben Quill. He is our City of Attleboro Veterans Agent here. And uh, so, Ben, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for coming on. And uh, so here we go. We're going to get a little chance to know our veterans um, agent here. So um, so why are you interested in working with veterans? Well, it's something I've been doing for years now. Um, I've always worked with the veterans, Um especially after getting out of service. Uh, I worked, uh, you know, I joined uh, the American Legion in my hometown of uh, Middleborough once I got back from combat. Um, I think I directly got involved with veteran causes when I uh, was in grad school, and um, we were given opportunities to do uh, grad work uh, for nonprofits, especially those who needed it the most, uh, homeless shelters and what have you. So I I uh, was doing sort of statistical work for them, and uh, typically when I had my opportunity to choose what um, studies, I, you know, what projects I wanted to do as part of my studies, I was always I would always choose a veteran project. And um, I actually had a couple of town managers uh, that were in my grad school classes with me, and they said, you know, you really ought to think about uh, once you graduate, getting into uh, looking into positions with cities and towns to do uh, as as a veterans agent. So that's pretty much what I did right after I, I got done with it. I, uh, I I started with the town of Hanover, and now I'm with the city of Attleboro, and 
plan on doing it for the rest of my working career. That's wonderful. Yeah. Let's go back and say, uh, what do you remember about the day you enlisted? Yeah, I was actually uh, commissioned. Um, I was um, in I was in college, and it didn't take long for the. And this is you know going back to the to the nineties, uh, early nineties. It didn't take long for the cost of college to you know hit me like a freight train. <laughs> I said, no, this is almost cost prohibitive. Actually, it was cost prohibitive. So um, considering the fact that military ran so deep in my, my family on both sides, I uh, really just walked on into the ROTC uh, hangar at University of Connecticut and said, hey, <laughs> what do you got? And they said, oh, yeah, we can pay for your college. You just, you know, you got you to join up. I said, that's no problem. And it was really an easy decision. And um, it was a great deal because they, uh, they paid for my schooling. And uh, after I graduated, I had uh, a great job waiting for me. And uh, I spent uh, the next four years after uh, graduation on active duty. And that leads me to my next question. Where were you actually stationed and how long did you serve? Well, I'll tell you, I was, I mean, technically I was stationed at uh, Fort Drum, New York, but we were always, always deployed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're a light infantry unit, so we just got to pack a duffel and get on a plane, which we did a lot. So, I, you know, I was there. Uh, it seemed like I was only there during the worst of winters, and then in, uh, you know, any time else we would we would get on a a plane or a train or something and fly somewhere. Um, so you know, we did deployments to Panama and Bosnia and, and other bases and around the country. Um, so that was my first stint in the military. Was uh, back uh, it was, uh, 95 to 99. I served uh, as an artilleryman in uh, Fort Drum. Uh, for what was almost, you know, we, we, we did deployments, but it wasn't, um, we had yet to have 9-11. So that was my, that was my second stint in the military. <laughs> wow. So. so you were involved with the 9-11 well, um, incident? Well, 9-11 actually uh, put me back in the military. I, I had done my, my four years active and I had uh, gotten off active duty and I'd gone, uh, you know, over four years of not wearing a uniform, and then 9-11 happened. And um, soon after that, I got a Western Union telegram recalling me back onto active duty for wow. service overseas. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whew. What are some of your fondest memories in the service, being oh, in the service? I would say the people I served with. They, they come from all walks of life, um, which is you know, not typical. Most people when you grow up as a kid or something, you know, you grow up in a certain neighborhood, a certain part of the country, you know, certain people. But then when you go into the military, uh, you're suddenly, you know, establishing relationships with people from, as I say, all walks of life, all over the place. They're vastly different, but they're all just, you know, great, great people. And you all have this common goal or your common job. And um, especially when you go to combat, you know, you really have to rely on each other and, you know, my greatest, uh, I always say my, my greatest and fondest memories of the service were the, were the people that mm. I served with. That's great. Do you yeah. keep in touch? Do you have reunions and things from we, time to time? We don't. That's strange, you know, because, uh, you know, my first stint on active duty, you know, we didn't have Facebook and all those types of things then, but now we do. But uh, I think, you know, at the, at the end of combat, most people just want to go home and pick their lives back up. So, uh, we exchanged some information, and, um, you know, I've tried to look for some of them, uh, mm-hmm. but I really have not kept up with the guys in my unit that much. Um, and I thought that was kind of unusual until I talked to other guys from, uh, you know, the last, say, 
15 years of, of service, they say, you know, some of them do, but most of them just, you know, uh, don't, you know, they say they just kind of get off active duty, go back to their lives. But uh, uh, I have seen a few of them on Facebook and, and I have reached out and messaged them and stuff. And, and they all seem to be doing great. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, but for the most part, no, I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I okay. didn't keep up. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Listen, uh, we're going to flip the switch. We're yeah. going to go back over to can you describe the benefits that veterans are entitled to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like the VA, for instance? Yeah, my office um, really doesn't have a clear definition or, or a mission statement other than we do whatever we can for veterans. So what that means is, although there are numerous avenues that veterans can take to find benefits, um, we're sort of a, a one-stop shop. Um, and so when they come in, I usually do like an initial interview with the veteran or the surviving spouse, kind of find out what's going on in their lives and what their needs might be. And then uh, we start, you know, I'm like a social worker, you know, and, and then I start uh, talking to them about things that they may be entitled to. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the city of Attleboro itself typically doesn't, you know, award the benefit. Um, I, I, the benefit's actually awarded either at the state or the federal level. I'm the administrator that helps the veteran attain them. Mm-hmm. So um, on the uh, federal level, usually it comes down to either compensation or pension for the veteran. The difference being compensation is something that is awarded to a veteran to uh, try to sort of indemnify them for uh, injuries they may have suffered, whether it be physical or mental, while uh, serving our country. Mm -hmm. Um, A pension is something that could be awarded to either the veteran or the spouse or both, and it could be based off need. uh, And uh, that could be something like... um, uh, something that could help pay for in-home care or assisted living. Or if you have a veteran whose income is so low that it would help sort of boost them up to uh, a certain level. So it's not attached to any kind of injury or illness. It's just something that we uh, we try to help veterans out with. So that's at the federal level. At the state level, um, we also have benefits available to veterans and spouses. Um, People may not know, but it might not surprise you that Massachusetts actually has uh, was the first state in the country to come up with its own veteran benefits. Um, and so we have uh, something called Chapter 115, which is, again, to help elevate a veteran to a certain income level if they're not already there. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly, uh, in my opinion, what it does is it helps alleviate out-of-pocket health care costs. The vast majority of the veterans I help are retirees, and one of the greatest concerns for retirees is the cost of health care. Sure. So um, the Chapter 115 benefit, if they qualify, would alleviate all that. It, it reimburses them the cost of premiums and co-pays and deductibles, those things that really add up and can strap them. Um, but I will also help veterans to uh, see what else they qualify for, let's say uh, like VA health care. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we got the VA Medical Center just down in Providence over the line. And um, some veterans now, well, actually, I shouldn't say some, a lot of veterans are now coming back to the VA healthcare system because it really is a very beneficial um, healthcare system. It's, it, it's, it's highly ranked, and in, in, in just as importantly as its quality of care is the cost of the care. For, mm-hmm. for many veterans, there is no cost of care when they get healthcare at the VA. Um, but, you know, locally, we also do whatever we can for, for veterans. Uh, we, 
you know, I have nonprofit organizations all over this all over the city that donate things to my office, like uh, you know, gift cards, which we distribute. Uh, you know, they could be like uh, stop and shop gift cards to help pay for food and gas. Um, if they are in need of um, things inside the home, uh, we've we've done everything from. Uh, wheelchairs to transport chairs to, to, to stair lifts installed in their home to ramps. Again, these are things that my office doesn't directly do, but we help coordinate with, with um, nonprofits that are kind enough to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, as a city, though, established a veteran transportation program that's administered through my office. So I have a, a small fleet of vehicles uh, with volunteer drivers that are available to uh, veterans and their spouses to get them to uh, critical medical appointments, which is uh, growing in popularity. <laughs> you know, as people get older, they take on more doctors, and more doctors mean more appointments. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so it's really beneficial uh, to, to get them to and from. Right. Uh, yeah. That's great. I'm going to take a quick break, and on the flip side, I'd like you to describe the uh, this remarkable story. You were in the news recently about this veterans and the medal, getting the medal to a veteran, hmm. correct? So sure. I, I want to make sure that our, our people remember this story because it's quite remarkable and it mm-hmm. happened in the city of Attleboro. So stick around, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche, and our number here is 508 508- Two 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 thirteen twenty. I have Ben Quill here. He's our City of Attleboro Veterans Agent, and we've been talking a little bit about anything and everything for our veterans here because we're celebrating Veterans Day on November 11th. And um, so, Ben, what is the criteria to apply for uh, benefits and what paperwork? Can you describe that to me? Like, say, if somebody is out there listening to us for the first time and say, well, you know, my dad, you know, wants to apply for benefits, but we don't know what benefits I need. You know, Mm -hmm. how do you hook up the VA with my dad? Can you describe some of the things that you would do, like doing an intake, step by step, please? Sure, yeah. Well, um, since it's a veteran benefit, first you have to establish what a veteran is. Mm -hmm. And that is a decision that is actually made by the federal government. And the criteria they use is very similar to what is used by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So that will come down to first, is it honorary service? So you look at a discharge paper called the DD-214. You got to make sure you have, it doesn't have to be honorary, but it cannot be dishonorable. Um, so as long as you don't have that, then they then their service is uh, usually qualifies them for some sort of benefit. Then they look at the length of service. How many uh, days of active duty did they do? Um, and then they look at the uh, time that they served because that'll also determine. So I don't. I guess the message to your listeners is don't make that determination yourself. Just contact my office. I'll, I'll ask you questions about the service of the veteran, and then then I can inform you as to which particular ven- benefits, if anything, they qualify for. So that's the veteran. As far as the spouse, they simply uh, if the veteran is 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 still with us and. Uh, and you're still married to the veteran, that's all you need to be uh, for the spouse. If the veteran ha- is deceased, you just need to have been uh, still married to the veteran at the time of the veteran's passing. So, mm-hmm. um, But again, I, I say, it, I, I, I tell you listeners, don't, don't get wrapped around the nuances of, of, of the service part of it. Just, just call my office and we'll work through that. Um, so as far as the uh, compensation I talked to you about, that that's, if there is... Um, some sort of nexus between the service and the ailment, then they, they very well could be uh, entitled to compensation. Um, 
if it's something presumptive, as the, the uh, VA will say, that means that you don't have to prove that the ailment came from your service as long as you were in at a certain time or stationed in a certain place like Vietnam or Camp Lejeune and you have contracted a certain ailment, you automatically get compensation. Other things you might have to prove, but not those. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of that going on uh, in my office uh, because of, uh, uh, you know, advertisements people are seeing oh my on, god on the news yeah every two seconds every two minutes there's right. that camp lejeune yeah. yeah and i and i i you know i remind people I'm, I'm not a lawyer but those are who you're usually getting your advertisements from but by yep. all means call my office and i'll try to um give you the you know the black and white of it just so you understand what's going on um when it comes to, you know, the pensions and some of the other benefits I talked about, like Chapter 115, once the service of the veteran is established and qualified, then really it just comes down to need. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of, of, of any benefit, whether it be the federal government or the state government, usually comes down to that need. And that need is typically attached to things like income and assets. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not something I want your listeners to, you know, weed through themselves or try to make their own determinations. I mean, if you have any interest or questions, just call my office and let me help you determine what you do and don't qualify for. And then, uh, and then I'll help you with the applications. That sounds great. Yeah. I got to switch gears. Mm-hmm. I want you to briefly describe what happened with the, um, that wonderful story <laughs> about finding the medal and trying to find the veteran. And can you explain to us what happened? It was such a great, lovely story. Yeah. I never know what's going to, you know, walk in my office. I mean, I, I, I am a public employee, so our doors are always open. And, and you know, one day, uh, uh, a veteran came into my office. He was a, a, a Korean War era Air Force veteran, and he um, he's semi-retired, and he helps manage um, some uh, rental properties uh, here in Attleboro. And he uh, there was a, a tenant that had to be quickly uh, taken out of his, uh, his his apartment and, and put in the hospice because of uh, declining health, and he wasn't able to clear out his old his, his own stuff. So this gentleman was helping clean out his apartment, and he had been going through some of his stuff, and he found a Purple Heart medal that was clear did not belong to. Well, I wouldn't say it did belong. It, it it was not for the tenant, mm-hmm. and it had a name on the back that didn't match up. So um, that 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 individual was. Uh, wise enough to just kind of understand the significance of it because he'd been a veteran himself. So he walked into my office and he said, you know, this, this needs a home because I, I found it. <laughs> wow. Found it. You found it. Wait a minute. So because the name was on the back, mm-hmm. I started doing some of my research and, and, and understood that this was a KIA World War II naval veteran. But it was difficult for me to go beyond that um, because the individual had immigrated here. And it did not appear that the veteran had had his own family. So that can make it difficult. So I, I tried a little bit on my own, and I knew that this was a significant award belonging to a, a veteran who had you know, lost his life on the Liscombe Bay, which to this day, uh, wow. that aircraft carrier went down. It still is the most tragic single, ship, uh, single sinking of a ship in U.S. naval history. And um, I knew I had to do something here. So... I, I kind of thought to myself, you know, it's, it's like a missing person. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you have a missing person? You, have to, you reach out to the media, right. both local and say, hey, look, I got a missing person. And it worked beautifully because not only did the media get involved, but it activated the community. And a lot of people out there volunteered their time. The people out there that have these Ancestry.com accounts. Um, some people just on their own like to do these Ancestry research projects. And immediately my office was flooded 
with information about who this veteran's next of kin is. And obviously, the, this, uh, this information had a lot of uh, repetitive people were finding the right people in the rape. Great. So, so um, and the media was actually able to track down the relatives in Ireland. That, oh, my uh, God. Still, and, uh, as ironic as it is, the tiny little house that the veteran was born in in 1908 had bloomed into a, a, a business. And, of course, it's Ireland, so that business is, is a pub. <laughs> and the pub is named after the family, and the guy who runs the pub is the grand nephew of the veteran of his same of his namesake. Wow! And people will know where this the place is called Malinhead Ireland. Mm-hmm. For all you Star Wars fans out there, you know Malinhead, even if you don't think you do. It's basically all those new Star Wars movies with, uh, you know, Mark Hamill playing. Uh, Luke Skywalker, you know, it's mm-hmm. the, the newer ones where he gets discovered on that that island. <laughs> oh my God! That's Malinhead Island. Wow! And I, I, you know, and I did a little research because on the side of the family pub is this big mural of Yoda. <laughs> so what's that all about? So then I did a little research. So yeah, it's it's actually become quite a um, a, a famous uh, little spot uh, in Ireland. But yeah, so. Um, I was able to have a FaceTime session with the grandnephew and showed him the medal. And and then the family over here, which is more related to the sister of the veteran because they immigrated from Ireland around the same time. And uh, she married, had children, and so it was easier to sort of track multiple uh, relatives on that side of the family down. And they've sort of used this opportunity as a family reunion. They've discussed it with themselves, and they would like that medal to return to Ireland to his place of birth. Wow. And what that means, of course, it's an Irish story. So the medal will be mounted over a bar. Oh, <laughs> so people can toast it. it. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was yeah. great. I said, oh, That'll my actually God. be happening tonight. Really? Yeah. The Irish Donegal Society of Boston has their annual banquet, and they were, they were nice enough to fly a few members of the family in from Ireland, and other members here in stateside will be attending. And I'll be uh, in the uh, Secretary of uh, Veteran Services, uh, Secretary Poppy, she will be there. Oh, my God. And members of the media. And so I'm going to both, you know, she will return the Purple Heart to the uh, family from Ireland. At the same time, the um, nearest living relative to the veteran, that being the veteran's niece, will be receiving the Massachusetts Medal of Liberty, mm-hmm. which is given to the next of kin of KIA. So that'll be happening tonight in Dorchester. Oh, my God. That's great. Oh, my God. That's great. Hey, that's wonderful. Oh, my God. All right. I I have to – I know I have to take a break Mm -hmm. in just two minutes, but I wanted to ask you one quick question, and then we'll talk about the Veteran Services, um, what's happening on Veterans Day and all the activities. But what is the theme for this year? Yeah, it's the school children. Um, I I got four teenagers, so – you know, I lived through the, the, the COVID with the kids at home and, and it's just, you know, everything got locked down and it was, a, you know, a deadly virus. I get it. Uh, but now the kids are back out. They're back in school. And uh, I just wanted to sort of uh, bring that to, 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 the, to the surface of this Veterans Day. And, uh, and also the other theme is going to be um, spouses of veterans. You know, when, when, when veterans go on a combat deployment, uh, you know, the veteran goes on a, be- on, a, on a deployment too. I mean, they got to hold down the fort. Why? And I've, I've lived through that with a, and so I sort of wanted to, that, that'll be the theme is mm-hmm. the kids and, and the family and the spouses. And so, uh, 
That's how, that's how we're going to run this, this ceremony. All right. We're going to yeah. take a fast break, our last break, and then we come back where you can describe all the veterans' activities that's going to be happening coming up this week. Sure. So stick around. We still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine, and I'll be right back after these messages. Oh, my God. I love that song. Yes, in honor of all our veterans, we want to wish you a happy Veterans Day, and we honor all our veterans, and thank you for your service. And in studio right now, we were very honored to bring off um, Ben Quill, who was our city of Attleboro Veterans Agent. And okay, so now, my friend, with like five minutes to go, can you describe what's going to be happening in our area on Veterans Day? Yeah, Veterans Day, um, you know, I, I like to have a, a theme to Veterans Day, you know, what we're really kind of highlighting. And uh, the highlight this time around is going to be our children, our school children, mm-hmm. uh, obviously our most valuable asset. And um, it was very difficult two years with all that COVID. You know, the ones who had the, you know, and I, I've got four of my own. So, you know, school children. And, and it was very difficult on kids, parents, everything. So we've, we've come out of this. And so I just sort of want to highlight that. So uh, we're going to be doing a lot with, with the schools. Um, I got a terrific uh, uh, veterans post here. You know, the American Legion, the VFW, very engaged in the community. And so... Um, there's going to be uh, the, the 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 middle schools and, and whatnot are going to be doing breakfasts. Oh, are for they? the veterans, yeah. Okay. And so the veterans are going to come in. They're going to do a flag raising. They're going to teach kids how to fold a flag um, and answer questions. Uh, so what I've we sort of we've di- you know we sort of divide and conquer. Um, right. At Coelho right. Middle School, um, we're going to have like the American Legion uh, to our Monday morning. They're going to be doing, and the, and the kids are going to give them breakfast and whatnot. It's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. So I've got the, I think I got the American Legion covering that one, and then on um, the Thursday morning, I've got you know one of the uh, American Legion post three twelve in South Attleboro. They're going to be having breakfast with the Wamsutta Middle School, while the uh, VFW will be having breakfast with the, uh, the the kids over there at uh, Brennan Middle School. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm Army, but I was raised by one, so I would be remiss in reminding everybody. November 10th is the birthday of the United States Marine Corps. Oh, That's wow. right. Yep, I said okay. it. So, um, yeah, there's, and, and also on the, um, the 9th over at the uh, Good News Chapel, uh, the Council on Aging will be doing a, ve- a veteran breakfast. Uh, nice. Yep. So there's a lot of breakfast, you know, going on. Um, and then, of course, uh, on the day of Veterans Day from 10 to 11, our normal time is when we'll be doing our Veterans Day ceremony. And what will that entail? Yeah, we're going to be going to Lee's Pond Veteran Pavilion. Um, weather dependent, uh, we may have to move it to the pavilion at... Um, at Capron Park, only because it's bigger. Oh, the uh, New Wells Shelter? The New Wells Shelter. Uh-huh. Only, and the reason being, as I said, the theme of this Veterans Day is going to be the school children. Um, I mean, that's why, you know, that's the number one reason why veterans become veterans. That's who we fight for, um, primarily is, is the people in our lives, um, like our children. And so I want to, um, we're going to have about 60 members of school choirs participating this year. That's a lot. <laughs> I've got uh, the, the chorus from uh, Brennan combined with the uh, Attleboro High School. So it's going to be a big chorus. And the reason they're there is they're going to be singing a lot of different things. I mean, uh, the, in, in um, God Bless America and those things. But they're also going to be doing each of the service songs, keeping in mind we now have 
seven services. I mean, they're actually going to be doing the brand new one for Space Force. So they have been practicing and they have learned it. And so as instead of just bringing the service flags up, as they're coming up, these, the choir will be singing the service song wow. for every one of them. Yep. Wow. So that's going to be pretty that's cool. That's great. Yep. I'm going to have, and of course, the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts will be there. Girl Scouts are going to be doing a, a, wreath present, a wreath presentation. And our guest speaker this year is, again, I, I, I try to mix things up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be a veteran. It's going to be the spouse of a veteran. Oh. You know, when I deployed, my wife was pregnant in it, well, we didn't see that one coming. As I said, it was a Western Union telegram that put me back in combat. Sure. So whenever a veteran goes on a deployment, it, you know, the, the, the couple, it's just, you, know, they, you know, the spouse goes on a deployment, too, of a different, sure. sor- of a different sort. they got to hold down the fort, mm-hmm. as we say. Um, and what people may not understand is some there are veterans out there that did four, five, six deployments between Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow. I mean, I remember when I was redeploying back in 2005, I was bumping into guys that were on their third deployment. So imagine being, you know, a spouse dealing with that, especially right. you know, holding down the fort with children and stuff like that. Sure. So I'm going to have a I'm going to have a spouse talk about what it was like living through all these different deployments. Mm-hmm. So and I think hopefully, you know, the folks in the community can appreciate that. I'm sure that they will. What time does the uh, the activity start? There? Right. So we're going to be it's 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 a normal time, which is 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Okay. 11 o'clock actually is the official beginning of Veterans Day, the 11th hour of the 11th month. Okay. But we want to put the ceremony on starting at 10 o'clock. So at 11 o'clock or around that time, we can pay homage to our veterans the right way. So it'll start at 10 o'clock down at Lee's Pond at the pavilion. Mm-hmm. However. If I do decide to make a change to Capron Park because of weather, I will make that change early. I'll probably make that on Monday. Okay. And then I'll make sure that I, uh, I reach out to you, all the local media sources, to make it clear to all the people if that has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be the same time, 10 to 11. Okay. Uh, but I'll put that out there. But at this point, people should plan on being down at uh, Lee's Pond. Okay. Pavilion for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds yeah. phenomenal. That sounds yeah. so great. Oh, my God. One last question, my friend, because mm. we're running out of time here. Sure. But, Ben, how can people uh, contact you? Yeah. Uh, I am on the second floor of City Hall, if you happen to, to want to just walk on over into my office. I, I would uh, prefer that you call just so I can give you my time, and I'm not already tied up with something else. So uh, my phone number is 508 223 and my direct line extension is 3282. Um if you Google City of Attleboro and you go on to the City of Attleboro's website, you just click on the uh, Departments drop-down, and uh, right there under Veterans will be all my information um, that, you, that you need, including my email, which is uh, VeteransDirector at CityofAttleboro.com. And, uh, and I also have uh, you know an, an assistant in my office. She's wonderful, and her name is Stacy. If I'm, if I'm tied up or I'm not there, uh, she is – terrific with, I mean, with messages. I mean, she practically staples them to my forehead. So I, if you leave a message, I will call you back that day. Um, or if it's something that's urgent that you need, uh, if a veteran is in crisis of any kind, then she'll, she'll just reach out to me on cell phone if I happen to already be out taking care of veterans. Okay, well said. Well, I'd like to thank you so much for coming in on Saturday, and uh, thank you for your service. Thank you very much for having me, Lorraine.
All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. (laughs) Thank you. you. All right, my friends. So listen, I'd like to thank our meteorologist, Jim Corbin, my producer, Mike Catanzaro, and you, our listeners. With just six more shows to go, I want to thank you for listening to my show each and every Saturday morning. And for all our veterans, well, actually, two things. Don't forget to vote on Tuesday and also to honor all our veterans on November 11th. So I'm Elaine LaRoche. Meet me back here next Saturday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. when we do this all again.